0: Take the next chance.
1: And
0: the next time. You're all rebels, on you? Save your rebellion! Save the dream! The Bizzle! You called it the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. Here comes the countdown, guys. Uh, season 4, Episode 5, The Occupation. In 3... 2... One, and hit play.
1: One, two, three, four, five.
0: There's the ghost, baby.
1: He's sleeping. But look at the great I, I got a comment. The haircut really helps.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Sabine with <laughs> short brown hair. I love it. Because she looks looking more like Tia. We're both just watching this. Oh, uh, so right, we—we we were kind of
1: like diving back into it.
0: So, um, so Ryder is. I, I love like, how they're having.
1: Yeah. I love how they're having like a family meeting though. While it's happening, like he's having his problem, and like they're all mm-hmm. aware of all of it, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: So just a comparison, man, the, the early parts of the, of the Witcher series are like the Dark Times between 3 and 4 and Star Wars in that you do have some good guys and bad guys, but most people are caught between stuff. And Ryder Azadi was a governor in the first season who they had to flip to the Rebels. He really didn't like the Empire, but he was feeling the pressure, right? And so uh, he also has the most like disturbingly sexual voice for a cartoon ever, but we will get to that.
1: Mon yeah, so- Mothma. Like, she is so timeless in all this shit, you know?
0: So we got Mon Mothma, guys. I know it's been a while. Uh, Saw Guerrera had his glorious couple episodes. He will not return here, but we know he's operating in the background with Rogue One, right, Sammy?
1: Absolutely. He is the yeah. ultimate terrorist. I mean, freedom fighter.
0: So, you, you yeah. I mean, it's a great likeness here, but having Genevieve O'Reilly... Yeah, look at... I mean, like I said, I love the colorful hair with, with, with Sabine, but this had to happen.
1: I do like the maturity that they've done in the drawings, too, like in the animation. Like, everybody is... I mean, uh, Kanan, you know, stays about the same because he's always been there, but, you know, half of the crew is like teenagers, kind of. So... You know, like you can see the maturity in 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 Azra, uh, and you can see the maturity in Sabine, like as it's happening. And they did a good job in this last season.
0: Yeah, to, because. To Ezra's shouldering so much in the early seasons, but especially because Kanan sometimes is acting like immature asshole, and Sabine never takes responsibility, and so Ezra has to lead from a young age, and so he really wants Sabine to take a co-lead with him. You can see it on his face and his attitude this whole season. He embraces it, and they they learn how to fight together so awesomely and work together while still making fun of each other, right? But uh, but But... but I, I think Ezra is relieved that Kanan is finally focused and Sabine is focused. I also think that
1: Ezra uh, has a lot of opportunity to be a whiny bitch, and there he, go. he isn't. He's not.
0: He's, you know? He's the most interesting Padawan and least annoying one ever. It's not even close. I mean, I, Ray, you know, is up there.
1: The puffer pigs.
0: The puffer pigs. That's originally in the Lando episode, right?
1: Uh yeah, they they search for uh they're able to smell out like diamonds or something like that.
0: So the land is like thing shuffle was- hop. The Lando thing's funny, man, because I don't like the Lando episodes, because Lando doing his own voice is being extra Lando-y, and it just it sounds it's like sort of comical, and then we have Donald Glover do an amazing subtle per- performance uh, of Billy D from the 80s, and so now Billy D Williams is dressed like Donald Glover, right, and has to do Donald Glover doing him.
1: <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. Yeah. Or, you know what?
0: Uh, It's like if uh, Alec Guinness were still alive and did a really old Obi-Wan movie and after Ewan did his thing.
1: Donald Glover should do like a Cole 45 commercial or something.
0: Biggest wasted opportunity is they build and sell. Callus turn so well, but scenes like this where they're giving Callus a hard time because they're like, yeah, we still can't trust you. You're not as cool as you think you are he just sort of disappears, and I think it was just David Oyelowo, who's an Academy-nominated actor, was just busy.
1: Oh, you mean that's how they decided to like tone down his character?
0: It's clear they had bigger plans because of how dramatic his turn in rescue was.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Look at these guys. I love Zeb. I say it in my own commentaries. I love Zeb. All the Zeb episodes are golds. Um, and, the, the, you know, the Zeb and Callus is my favorite episode of the series. Um, and, I, you know, he's underused the way Sabine is until this season, but it just makes you treasure and love the stuff. I mean, the Zeb finding, doing the Battlestar Galactica, finding Earth out of nowhere, you know, thing with the religious ceremony is, is great, too. And I like Vizago. He's I love. He's a great uh, Hondo type character.
1: So, at some level, there is like this redundancy in relationships. You know, like there's the Padawan and the and the and the and the Jedi, the Master. Uh, You know, Kanan and Kanan and Ezra. Zeb is kind of like an articulate Chewbacca. You know, a badass warrior from some other planet that isn't human and covered with fur. Um, but then you have these additions of not just a princess Leia, uh, women, you have two women who are, are playing kind of a Han Solo and princess Leia role. Um, and and it's like a really nice balance. And, And I think that's why it's easy to kind of fall in love with this different story and some of these different characters, cause it's a whole new story. It's whole new characters, but it's the same world. And, and, um, you know, it's just easy to get into. I, I really hope that with uh, Disney Plus, that people are going to really get more. That this is going to get a lot more play, and and Rebels is going to become kind of a bigger thing than it already is. Like kind of like a cult following that, like, it's going to have way more views, you know, years after it ended than than when it was actually happening
0: star wars fans love rebels there's some curmudgeonly old guys that took a while to come along but once they met kanan and sabine and and, you know how rogue one it was i mean this again we're gonna see it here in in the next episode thrawn is just going to murder people (laughs) who he maybe thinks are rebels just to to send the message in a kids animated show mean, marvel has never done that ever but there's this whole genre of like
1: men and women that are uh, like grew up watching uh, and loving Star Wars as kids, and they're they they got Disney Plus not because of Star Wars. Star Wars is like a frosting thing that they don't even know maybe know exists with them getting disney plus disney plus is just like the obvious like their kids are gonna ask for it they're obviously just gonna do it it makes a ton of sense this is the last kitty moment
0: of the season by the way there's no fanciful kitty star wars moments i don't think from now till the end of the series
1: right there's a couple cute things that happen here and there but right nothing like this That's what I was saying. This is like the last couple. This is the last couple episodes right, before but it's, it gets really, really weird.
0: But it's leading into the tie defender program, which uh, tees, uh if the emperor's put all his money into advanced tie defenders and tie ships and star destroyers instead of the Death Star, they probably would be ruling the galaxy even today. Well, it's just different logic. Like if Thrawn had successfully killed Vader and the Emperor and became the Emperor, they probably would win because he's much smarter than those guys.
1: Says you. I mean, the Emperor is still, like, alive and ticking.
0: Everyone says the Emperor's smart. He's just lived a long time and knows how to manipulate people.
1: And can probably see the future.
0: Two Death Stars, both with flaws. <laughs> Theron says, nope, superstar Destroyers and TIE Fighters that can hyperspace and have shields.
1: Honestly, that was the biggest flaw in A Force Awakens that it was just like basically the same storyline only it's bigger, you know. It's like
0: <laughs> and that's how and that's the problem with Episode Nine is it's like there's a thousand Star Destroyers and a thousand Rebel ships. It's it's it it's Return it's of Game the Board Jedi on crack.
1: Right, right, right. So I hope this next movie redeems the series because yes, they're better than the other three, like the the one, two, and three. Mm. Uh, but you know, how good are they?
0: I mean, the Clone Wars in February is really the beginning of the next er- era. We've got to close things up with a show to launch Disney Plus that'll please the old fans in the Mandalorian, and we got to wrap up Episode Nine, which I think JJ Abrams, dude, would admit that things like the First Order and Snoke weren't necessarily the best ideas for the new trilogy.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I and also they, they maybe were, they maybe weren't, but like if they were just so short. Snoke was just so short-lived. And that's you know, why
0: everything between three and four is the best. Everything in the dark times is the best. This show, Rogue One, the new game, Jedi Fallen Order, is the, you know he's like a young Kanan between three and four. Everything with Saw Gerrera and the Ursos, Catalyst, it's all gold.
1: It's so interesting. It, you know, this may be a little, well, no, this is actually what it is. So, I'm a big Eminem fan, and there was this point where Eminem had to. Admit that he's like, I I do pop, pop music. Like, I think of myself as a rapper, but the rea- reality is I, I do pop music. I, I make popular music. So the songs that I like aren't usually the songs that are popular because i not so into popular, you know? So, like it's 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 like the masses are going to mass produce some of these things but then you know if 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 you have a minute to kind of dig deeper you're missing out on some of these gems by the way that like like the the artist really likes
0: by the way sabine back there like briefly trying to sweet talk this guy and sound cute and interested but if but if she were real about that that's tia Sarkar's actual personality I mean, she is just cute and smiley and sweet and wants to be friends You're with so everyone. you You're But so she in love is. She's she's just pure light and joy. She's like, you know, some actresses and actors, you can just tell. Zoe Saldana's another one, Rosario Dawson. They're just full of life. You can just tell. Anna Kendrick. Oh, yeah.
1: They seem normal. Right.
0: Yep, here we go so spoiler alert they have a child and it looks really weird like the only bet uh here it is Uh, she says you could always see me right yeah see that line coming a mile away yeah you got to do it in star wars simi you have to give the people what they want it's like leia saying i I love you i know Moving. third movie
1: yeah, that was actually... I remember one of our podcasts, we talked about like how I totally... After watching Solo, I totally misunderstood who Solo's character was the whole year. The whole time. The whole year. The, my whole life.
0: I have our Han Solo review downloaded for a while. I've been meaning to re-listen to it. I, I of course, remember that part. To me... Re- Dude, to me, Rebels is like the most Star Wars-y thing. That's, again, that's not original trilogy in Rogue One. And I realize it leads up to Rogue One in the original trilogy, but the combination of Jedi and Rebel and Empire is just spot on. Yeah, again, this is another thing we don't... You're right, Timmy. This episode is the turning point of the series where it gets super serious and dark. This is like the kids' episode because all the rest are really dark. And I wonder, Simi, actually, if parents um, with the deaths and stuff and weirdness that's coming up, if you think parents who were letting them watch Rebels to this point were a little nervous by it.
1: This is actually where it gets kind of cool.
0: They always have, um, they always have like weird, like underground things going on in Lothal because of Ezra, right? The street rat. By right. the way, it's not a coincidence that Ezra uh, looks like Aladdin, and you know he's he's like a street rat in this desert world.
1: This is so cool. He's like he's like a celebrity rebel. You know what I mean? Like literally.
0: Oh, is this when he was infiltrating in season one and doing the training and ended up, like, yeah. flipping? He, like, it was not there to flip uh, 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 Imperial c- c- cadets, but he flipped a bunch of them.
1: Yeah, totally. It's such a cool... It, the, the thing that's interesting is, like, it really attacks all, all these different uh, looking uh, hot. shows, attack all the different levels Oh. Of- of, of coups and, and political rebellions and uh, things
0: like that. Rogue, those are the Rogue One tanks wow I mean that's the thing Rogue One's the prequel to the thing I love so much and this is the prequel to Rogue One which I love so much But this is Uh. the best Jedi stuff. Kanan and Ezra get to explore with Ahsoka and so forth, you know, so many parts of the Force. Oh, that's the other thing about Jedi Fallen Order, man. It doesn't just take place during the Ahsoka stuff of the Dark Times, but you literally could put Ahsoka in the lead role. And I wondered aloud on Facebook numerous times, yes, Zeb, uh, why they couldn't figure out a way to make Ahsoka the lead character. Because story-wise, plot-wise, and lore-wise, it would totally work.
1: I mean, we're just so Ahsoka jaded, though.
0: Well, I know why they're not doing it. Because she's coming to the cartoons and hopefully live-action movie and or television.
1: I really hope so.
0: It's definitely happening on TV. That's just a question of when. They're they're going to do my Ewan story, man. They're going to steal my Ewan McGregor Ahsoka story. I'm telling you.
1: Of course they are.
0: That's okay. I would be overjoyed. I just hope they give it to Claudia Gray or even better writer.
1: This is so much better than like, Attack of the Clones.
0: It's so much better. <laughs> you so tried. Better. You tried for two and a half hours to to make me appreciate anything. Attack of the Clones. Oh, Simi, I wanted to say one of the reasons I want to do a Phantom Menace with you is I pretty much enjoy that entire movie at this point, even the terrible parts. And because of what I
1: told you, how I told you how to appreciate it.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I just find it to be the most watchable. Revenge of the Sith, you know, has a, a lot of cringeworthy, long cringeworthy scenes and key yeah, parts. Yeah. Phantom Menace those, is just fun. Then you have Obi-Wan handling, and Qui-Gon. Yeah. And Jar Jar doesn't bother me. This Trade Federation doesn't bother me. You've Early Palpatine. I I, I you enjoy have a it. better
1: you have a better Anakin. <laughs> I mean he's better than
0: John Connor in Terminator too, that's for goddamn sure.
1: Oh, uh, that's a great movie. Though. It's not. It's
0: not because of terrible John Connor. I can't call a movie great because of terrible John Connor. And by the way, dude, I told you the Amelia Clark Terminator would outgross the new one with Linda Hamilton by like a ton, and it did. Okay, they should have had Amelia Clark back. That was so stupid.
1: I know. All right, it's fucking it policing all of it. Uh, but that when that T two came out, like the the art that it was, and all the the film shit that they did on that was like way. It was just liquid way, metal. Way, it
0: was just liquid metal, and now it looks bad. Well, now I'm all right. Not here we go. It's a good movie. So the the other thing this is the last of is you know you have to enjoy the just sort of adventury kind of fun but tense you know um uh you know um heist kind of episodes, right? But, again, this becomes like a war movie uh, starting in the next episode. Got it. Oh, yeah, the moving camera in the hallway, baby. I mean, it's not just the special effects of this season, but they th- season one is very underappreciated for the dynamic camera stuff, and they get away from that, and they bring it back in the final season. It looks awesome.
1: It's just like and how Battlestar... That really, like, yeah. got it.
0: You know, like Battlestar used so much shaky cam early on, but it was much better when when they were d- doing it. And this this show, when they just do uh you know, three four angles for shots, it's not as in- not as dynamic and, and cool. Isn't it funny how
1: like when he's whiny, like he's I don't not whiny; he's
0: beseeching for- them.
1: I know, I know, he's I know. the he was, wise he, one. He, was, he wasn't. He wasn't like it, like he's logical and rational and like he's upset about things that are normal versus like Anakin's like this whiny bitch like i love no offense hayden good work man but it was it, it's not his fault but he's just such a whiny bitch and it just ruined it and this is like it's literally if he if they did this wrong we could totally look at Ezra and be like he's being a whiny bitch
0: i mean Anakin Hayden's Anakin is a murderous slime bag right I mean, right. at least yeah. Kylo Ren has principles. Oh, Hayden, he, he Anakin goes. is just, the way he tries to molest and seduce Padme is just horrible. I guess what Kylo's doing it in his own way to Rey. So, okay, enough of that. Back to here. So let's lead yeah. into the next episode because... The
1: first time they met... They bring Thrawn back. Kidnapped her. Let's not forget yep, that. Yep, yep,
0: yep. Okay. More fighting stormtroopers, but look how awesome Sabine is. I mean, Sabine is dressed like a woman in her late twenties. Work, in, it's like business casual.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a little uh, a little sci fi. The orange jacket, like Mork and Mindy, or something.
0: Well, remember though, uh, vests and leather jackets are you know go back to Luke and Han and stuff in the original movies. I mean, they, yeah, it, Jin's Jin Urso's costume with the with the you know she's meant to look like Han Solo a little bit.
1: Han Solo looks like a polo club rider with a leather vest, basically. He mm-hmm. looks like he's about to mount a horse.
0: By the way, Matt Martin of the story group recently said he thinks uh, Felicity Jones as Jin J- in Rogue One is the best dressed uh, Star Wars main character ever. To which I say. No, Felicity Jones is just the best-looking actor they've ever had in a Star Wars movie.
1: Uh, Princess Leia's outfit in her first scene in all you white. You know I
0: love Carrie Fisher and I'm in love with her. I'm just talking about a, like a supermodel.
1: No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Carrie Fisher, when that, that <laughs> first five minutes of, of hope, a new hope, she's gorgeous. Uh, hey, I don't know. want to argue
0: this because I love *The Fisher. That's not what I'm arguing. Okay, here we go. Here's Ryder Azadi with his sort of weirdly porn voice or something. I don't. No, you know what? He just he sounds like a, a character from *The Witcher*, like a video game. Who's Zeb? No, no, no. Um, Ryder Azadi. Oh. Uh. Hey, listen to
1: that.
0: It's it's also because he has a line when he joins the rebels in the first season, where he's talking about the rebellion. And he goes, "It's even bigger than I could have ever imagined." I swear to God, he says it. Go to the first season.
1: I feel like he's like, bro, um, bro, like surfer kind of talk.
0: So we missed the politics where they, it wasn't an argument, dude. Uh, oh, great writing. It could have been an argument between them and Mon Mothma and giving her the finger. But like, while they disagree, she understands why they have to go back to Lothal. But keep in mind, Simi, if they succeed here, which they do, they have liberated a major, major, major um, planet that's producing, you know, uh, uh, tie, tie defenders and, and other things for the Empire. I mean, it's a, it's like. You know, it's like it's like when the Nazis burnt Stalingrad to the ground, but this is the good guys.
1: And this is the Inglorious Bastards.
0: Right, this is the Inglorious Bastards. Alright, dude. So uh Guys, we're gonna count you into the next one uh, real quick uh, and real soon. Any thoughts? Simi, me about that one. I-, I think we did what we needed to do, which was to get comfortable, throw a bunch of shit on the- against the wall because it's just an adventure episode that's setting up this one. But now we really have to pay attention because Theron and the defenders and the go- Governor Price and you know and all the stuff with the wolves. They start teasing and the owls, which we have to talk about, Simi, because we're getting closer to the return of a Silcatano.
1: Dude, it gets really exciting. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, I mean well, another way you could say that is how in touch Canaan and Ezra are with the land and like the the, 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 the planet as a whole. Like the they are. Which is literally you know, what very- the rest of
0: the series is about and Filoni right. that was the one thing Filoni revealed to fans in various ways was it's going to be wolves and lothcats and nature you know fighting back you know which is like you know Avatar The pro- one of the problems with Avatar is it takes the Ewoks and tries to make it serious you know and violent but it's essentially the same thing but it's so heavy handed about nature fighting back against capitalism industrialization it's literally called Unobtainium. Um, you know, James Cameron is a <laughs> horrible director. You suck. New Terminator, Avatar, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But anyways... I love those movies. But dude, but that's why you have to have cute animals, but also like um, intense animals in, in Star Wars because they do it better than, than anyone. Nature the, foreshadowing,
1: better. the foreshadowing also, I believe it was in the first season when Caden when starts to train um, Ezra, and, and like he tries to make him take over. I think they're on Lothal and like he tries to make him, uh, become one with the, um, those spiders, and like, remember?
0: Well, there's a reason why Yoda's planet is, like, if you found the exact center of the Amazon or the Congo, like, the most wild, jungly, full of creatures, uh, uh, you know, in the world, and Dagobah, and by the way, dude, you know, that those snakes, they didn't tell Luke, uh, uh, Mark Hamill about in advance, they just, like, released all these non poisonous snakes, and that's why he's, like, very surprised by it at times.
1: Yeah, dude. But it's it just the stress awesome.
0: nature. So here we go. Cause this is starting with, with nature and, and, you know, everyone, you know, the Ahsoka lives thing. Filoni basically confirmed it before the season cause he knew it would get out and fans were ready to revolt. They thought Ahsoka was, was dead. Um, and, I, I, you know, she's not in this episode. Uh, Star Wars Reposo- uh, Rebels, uh, season four, episode six, Flight of the Defender. Uh, Tide Defender. I got, I got a model of that on my, on my shelf over there. Uh, one of my faves, and uh, it's a brilliant plan by Thrawn. <laughs> so, as we will see. All right, folks. So here comes the countdown for season four, episode six of Star Wars Rebels: Flight of the Defender. And here it comes three, two, one, and hit play. One,
1: two, three, four, five. All right. So this is the cat YouTube. Moment Um, again, we I think we may have overstated on the last episode that the cuteness and the goofiness uh, was over. Uh, But these cats actually play these cool cats actually play like a really important part in that that connection that we were talking about with uh, with with the land, the earth, and the force, uh, and Ezra and Kanan and how they're going to interact with these uh, final episode episodes.
0: Mm Well, it starts with the Cats, but then you realize it's these giant Loth Wolves who are kinda scary and you straight out of the giant wolves from Princess Mononoke, which Dave Filoni admitted. Um and um Uh, and that's a rated r miyazaki movie miyazaki did one his studio did one sort of rated r you know bloody adult anime movie about nature again losing to industrial uh, industrialization to me and princess monoki and the wolves are kind of scary unlike the love cats who are super cute
1: yeah they're they're really cute actually that's great I love it how they're like part of the clan. They're like they're all together in the gang. And they ultimately, as you see right here, they have like a disdain for the people that are inevitably going to try to destroy their land and their world. And they they almost know it even that there are uh, you know, just cats.
0: And this is the secret to the Marvel franchise is it doesn't matter how far apart all the heroes are in their own movies, because then we get the Avengers and they all come together somehow. And, you know, movie series and, um, and TV series to me, and like epic series a lot of times have trouble or don't realize that they need all their good guys to come together in the end um, you know Return of the Jedi works extremely hard to make sure they're all together with the opening you know 25 minutes of that movie um, and they're working very hard to make sure Finn and Poe are together and the final episode die right but um, yes I was just that was just hell yang and expanding on what you just said about the whole gang together
1: yeah, like, the, you know, the soap opera story is very common in um, in most popular television these days. Game of Thrones, uh, you know, everything you see, there's all these, like, uh, episodes that are sim- – within an episode, there's all these storylines that are simultaneously happen- happening, and then they all interact, and they all, you know, depend on one another, And and then you get really excited when they all come together. Same thing with this, you know – they do spend more time as a team, uh, but but you know they've really. You know, they they really got the whole gang together. You know, we really we thought we were going to lose Sabine for a little bit. And look who's coming up with the, the plans. She's
0: all of a sudden changing her orders and coming up with a much grander, more epic, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, ambitious plan. And Ezra's immediately on board. In the early seasons, Ezra's coming up with everything. Now Ezra's just following her lead. It's great. <coughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uh and i think it's the character that she's supposed to be and she is the yeah. mandalorian and, so i don't know what the fuck i are talking about here
0: well and again with tia but just behind the scenes uh, unlike freddie Prinz and vanessa marshall who plays um who plays Hera, who Kane are this and- they are the same age the, uh, taylor gray who voices ezra is well younger than tia who's close to your and my age Um, And Taylor Greys was in like his late teens when this all started.
1: This is pretty cool.
0: So her taking the lead is natural. Yeah.
1: The cool thing about animation is with these new planes, they don't cost anymore. Right. They cost they cost the same as it is to make the old TIE Fighters. Yep. So they got all these great upgrades.
0: <laughs> yeah, red, that's another thing is for some reason uh, painting a TIE Defenders red has been a thing in Star Wars. And they certainly more than a nod here with that awesome uh, paint job.
1: I think there's always a Nazi vibe with uh with the Empire, you know? And that's the other um, and thing I with think, the
0: First Order is they're not even hiding how Nazi it is.
1: Yeah, I mean like so you know, red is the uh is the first color as of the Nazis, then black, then white. Uh in in this I believe it's kind of similar that. It, it only red is their I third knew color. That, I, forgo- for. I was like,
0: why are they shooting at the cats? You know it's going to happen.
1: I love how they're, like, in it. You know? They're like the Ewoks.
0: Ewoks. They got Ewoks. Stop it, start Trippers. It's the element of surprise, man. They never expect it, and again, they're not trying to win. They're just distracting.
1: But, like, the people oh, in the land, man. Ewoks, the Andorians... They obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. have, have have stake in the game.
0: Yeah. And so I know it. The, Tia Surkar needs to be Sabine and the Mandalorian for a thousand reasons having to do with canon lore, fan-favorite characters, connecting things, blah, 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 blah. But it, but it makes way more sense in The Mandalorian where Sabine is in her like middle approaching middle age than young Sabine who's way younger than Tia and, and you know she can't move like that. Uh, but having an older Sabine like an older Ahsoka, I, I think it would be great.
1: Well, the older Ahsoka isn't gonna like be that old though.
0: Well, it depends where they put her and how often they use her.
1: Well, but also like I I believe her race is. They age well.
0: Yeah, Togrutos live a long time. I, now, right. Yeah, I don't know about Mandalorians. Uh, the Death Mandalorians, Troopers.
1: Are they a different race?
0: Well, in this show, it seems like they are. Normally, they just seem human.
1: <coughs> I just thought they were just kind of like a group of people that were just more in touch with the Force mm-hmm. than normal people, but they were still just humans. Jedis are still just humans. They're just humans. Wait, Mandalorians
0: are are not in touch with the Force.
1: Well, they're something. Are you sure? I mean,
0: I don't know any Mandalorian uh, Jedi that that are prominent. It's not
1: about Jet. No, I'm saying the Force at a different level. Like the fact that they're. What do you think? Everyone's
0: using the Force. Of the Force is everything. There's the wolf, straight from Princess Mononoke, guys. Except in Princess Mononoke, they are the size of, of like small elephants. But, but the, um, the wild uh, character with the painted face uh, in the long hair who rides the wolves, voiced by Claire Danes in the English version and when it was released here, um, it, it looks just like Ahsoka. I mean, Dave Filoni so shamelessly pulls from Miyazaki, but specifically Princess Mononoke. And God bless him for it, and he's proud of it, and I'm proud of him for doing it.
1: I love that, like, Duran is like, Ezra fidget. Like, he's like, it's not only a Jedi, I know his fucking name.
0: <laughs> this is the first time he gets annoyed with them. Even the defeat at the end of last season, Simi, he, he can blame completely, I mean, not blame, but it's clearly the Bendu that wins that fight. Without the Bendu, they would get slaughtered, and so, you know, Thrawn has to admit that he was taken down by a Force creature who runs a planet, essentially.
1: Or that he fucked with the wrong planet. He underestimated something. He failed. He didn't know that it was, you know... He was looking at all the logic surrounding it, and he was wrong. I love how Thrawn could, like, run over there and kill him, but he doesn't.
0: Fascinating. By the way, Simmy, guess who's one of the lead 15 to 20 characters in The Witcher? Lars Mikkelsen, voicing Admiral Thrawn brother of of meds who plays galen urso major witcher character lars mickelson god bless the and the witcher
1: is coming out when
0: december 20th the same day as star wars and my sister's birthday oh yeah oh sabine flying a tie fighter look at oh tight defender oh god, that's such a nerd boner this is amazing
1: i already have tickets for star wars Shout out to Nighthawk. Get at us for advertisement. I have Love three days fights.
0: of I have three days of tickets. I'll probably only go twice in that first weekend. Oh my god, it's beautiful! Now the the anti grav effect where they can just hover and like or Star Destroyers like in Rogue One can hover in the atmosphere just like above the planet. The anti grav thing is the one science thing that they could just come up with a bullshit thing about but they just don't even care his gun even looks like a fucking german pistol man look at that
1: admiral thrawn is such a badass i mean
0: admiral thrawn is who christoph waltz thinks he is and in inglorious bastards
1: yeah
0: au revoir shoshana
1: yeah
0: yeah Even at the very end of that movie, Christoph Waltz thinks he's he's winning after Hitler's dead, and then he gets... Nope, he gets the... Spoiler alert. He gets the swastika on the forehead. It's great. Is that Brad Pitt who gives him the swastika on the forehead? Doesn't he get shot in the end? No. No, he thinks he's getting a ride to America with Brad Pitt or whoever's still alive, and Brad Pitt says... I'm. I'm not lying. I'm taking you. But uh, we're gonna do something before we get there. And he carves a swastika into his his face. Wow! I
1: have to watch that movie again. I haven't seen it in a while.
0: Everyone burns through. pretty much in the theater. Hitler, the good guys, the bad guys. Christoph Waltz gets away with Brad Pitt, and they make a deal because he sell he helps sell out. You know Hitler. I think. Okay. Here. Good to great. Look, Ezra is so pumped at how off her off her rocker Sabine is. Look, he's just completely taking orders from her. It's great because she learned from Hera, man. She wasn't ready until now. You know, she wasn't like Princess Leia who was born to lead, but now she's a leader. It's it's also great for me loving Tia and other things because you know this is by far the most Tia sounding we get of her and i want to stress dude that taylor gray got coached so well and is such a great voice actor to not make ezra whiny increasingly as the series goes on you can like say the lines are whiny but his voice is never whining
1: i love how like he's took the reins and not her
0: so she's the better pure pilot but he has the forest so there's that right and he's oh a Jedi. okay so the coolest ships if you're not talking about pure power just design are these the tire interceptors with the oh, four wings Oh they did the, they
1: did the top gun they did the top gun thing I'm a, I'm going a to hit the brakes they're going to fly right by us
0: That's yeah. That's a great move That's like it's like drifting in in, in the sky But, dude, it's also the uh, speeder bike, you know, with Luke and, uh, and Jedi.
1: Captain Syndulla.
0: But, yeah, the fighting here, the fighting between the two of them here it, it is now completely to stay focused and, and, but not lose their mind. It's not like young kids making fun of each other in a mean way. Like, it occasionally is early on. Yeah, he's totally using the Forest. Oh, baby, missiles. Yep, they got missiles. They got lasers. It's got a hyperdrive. It's got shields. So, Simi, just to point out a nerd thing that most people don't know. You there?
1: yeah i'm just trying to figure out what's okay
0: uh is the one advantage rebels have is their ships are just bulkier but are also shielded and can hyperspace as opposed to tie fighters which are very fragile because they don't care about losing pilots they just want to mass produce them
1: oh man i forget how cool this is God, they really did a great job. As soon as Disney Plus came out, I started watching Clone Wars instead of this because I knew we'd been doing this, but I forget how good these episodes are. Like, they're artistically incredible.
0: Love Governor Price. I mean, other than... Other than Ventress, other than Ventress she's like one of the best female bad guys we've ever had.
1: She's pretty good.
0: We 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 won't have gender equality until we have as many female bad guys as male bad guys.
1: Mission accomplished.
0: Look at that! Look how cool that is. So just two of the six survive. Dude, do you notice by the way that she still has some nice graffiti on her outfit, but it's way toned down?
1: Yeah, more professional. Way more professional.
0: I like that they give her armor on her boobs too, and and it's totally fine because you know, like you see it in Wonder Woman and like any honest portrayal of female warriors, you need just like men need armor over our penises.
1: They are just so impressive, though. I mean, they kind of force gumped their way through it at the end, but you know, they still got through it.
0: But we should just comment. We saw it and we'll see a little bit more. These two's love story is so beautiful, tender, believable, and understated.
1: Absolutely. I think I I love it.
0: And he's, he's clearly in love with her more than... I mean, she loves him on a lot of levels, including romantically. But he's, I think, totally, you know, he can't express it. But he's like really, you know, she's the one for sure.
1: No, it's a cute relationship. It's sad, but cute.
0: Wait, why is it sad, Simi? Right now he's still alive.
1: (laughs) I know. Spoiler alert. If you guys are watching this, you've seen this before.
0: I just love armor design in general when it's designed well. And this is excellent armor design on Sabine.
1: They're a really good team.
0: So, when I design uh, female characters in RPGs, which is part of why I love it, is taking forever to design perfect-looking or weird-looking girl women, the Sabine haircut is, like, the one I almost always use. What she's got going on So, now. this is
1: hilarious. This is amazing that they, that like, she doesn't, uh, or that, this is the first, like, hint that things are getting weird. Remember, he goes, I followed the white cat, and she's like, what fucking cat? You know? Like, it's Jedi shit already happening. He doesn't even realize it.
0: Follow the White Rabbit, Alice. Right. Knock, knock, Neo.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> I was trying to think of what what quote to say from that
0: scene. It's the questions that drive us. Here we go. Thrawn is so great. I mean, he, you know. The Trinity? The, tr- the Trinity? Um, you know, I mean... It should be said, again, for people who weren't reading non-canon legend stuff in the 90s, the Admiral Thrawn trilogy by Timothy Zahn, who's an excellent sci-fi writer, um, called Heir to the Empire, which took place directly after the second Death Star blew up, um, you know, Thrawn was the one who rallied what was this huge amount of Imperial fleet that was still left, took him to the Outer Rim, and they're taking from that in sort of the Emperor's plan that leads to the First Order, if you're following all the canon, but Thrawn is a, you know, when they brought Thrawn into this, it was for hardcore fans, it was almost like bringing Ahsoka, and for the older fans it was even better, because again, like, Thrawn was like one of the only good things other than some video games with Star Wars in the 90s.
1: So at this point, he should like turn around and be like, "You see that wolf, right?" Yeah, I I know what to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Princess Mononoke, the the men with the guns and the fire slaughter all the giant wolves. It's it's horrifying.
1: Dude, think about how cool these cartoons are. That they they show that it's
0: cold that's the thing oh here we go they even got this Ahsoka stuff on the face not subtle (laughs) oh man it's so real they make animals amazing that's why we said the bendu would be awesome to bring into live action somehow nope don't do it this is awesome but it's it's a little weird that he can't read the mind because we know Ezra can read much more bizarre animal minds than this. But I guess because they're, Yo, they're gods. No, that mind is way more complex. Right, because they're, yeah. they're, these are spirits of the gods, basically. Like, we don't even know if they really exist. Oh, this looks just like the Hunter Kellis from Terminator. That's great. Uh it's too bad most of Terminator movies suck or people hate because the 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 imagery and the lore of Terminator is amazing. This is so this is some of the best animation ever. It's so cool looking. Honestly, the way there you could see their breath. Yeah, I mean Clone Wars is huge budget, giant armies of robots and aliens fighting over and over again, but the subtle touches of rebels when they, when they, Look at this. Look at this shooting. I mean, this is straight from, like, Lord of the Rings. Oh, man.
1: This is amazing.
0: Because now now you're watching a, a big-budget Disney Wait. movie. Now you're watching a big-budget Disney movie that you didn't see coming.
1: He's like, do you know how fast I can run?
0: We're going to see this with the horse creatures in Episode 9, baby. Oh, I can't get over the horse riding Episode 9. Woo! So they take them like cross-continent, right? Or, or or something, some huge distance.
1: Yeah. That's
0: fucking awesome. By the way, guys, if you like Lord of the Rings, don't look up all the distance terms that Tolkien uses because I've done the math and it makes zero sense.
1: <laughs> Doom. Ah! Doom.
0: Which was kind of throwing people off. They expected them to say Ahsoka,
1: but no, no. I like how I like how she returned.
0: No, but I don't think he. I don't think that if Wolf is answering his question, I think he's giving the prophecy that Doom will die, and, and they're doing this as sort of a um, like paying tribute to his sacrifice. I think. Well,
1: he was. Oh wow, that was a. That's deep i see it i see what you're saying
0: because they are ahsoka's creatures yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. although i guess the owl is technically ahsoka's creature
1: no the owl is the owl is uh the the ladies from mortis uh right
0: but then it enters into ahsoka right because she's not really ahsoka
1: well she's ahsoka she's just ahsoka reborn the way gandalf is reborn
0: Wait, are you saying that Dave Filoni created Ahsoka in the image of Gandalf? Heresy!
1: Not Gandalf, the white wizard. Mm. Ah, Gandalf.
0: That was sarcasm, guys. He's called Ahsoka his Gandalf.
1: Right. But I was...
0: Oh, man, what an ending. The fade out, the smile, the wolf.
1: See, that's what I said. These are the last parts before it gets weird, and then the last five minutes of this episode gets super weird awesome but dude. super awesome as well i mean jesus that was cool those are really good episodes i love this series
0: awesome well just as a uh a, a quick tease uh for for what's to come hopefully i would love if somehow we could because we only have seven more episodes if somehow we can get them out before the end of the year it would be great before the movie but or at least before the clone wars in february yeah, because uh, we got to is- do Clone War. Here's the thing, Simi. What you got to put on your calendar for January is all the like ten to twelve Ahsoka episodes with the baby Jedi's and then the final episodes uh, from season five of Clone Wars. Um, it's all coming to Disney Plus. We got to do all those episodes. I mean, we have to do all the Ahsoka f- five episodes before Clone Wars. We got to do it. Otherwise, I got- I'm hanging up the towel doing all my Star Wars coverage on the Bizzlecast if we don't do it.
1: Well, we should do it. Uh, you're sh- I mean, next week sucks because of the holidays, but I think we could do something the week after for sure.
0: No, no, no. But I'm saying the Ahsoka Clone Wars episodes before the new Clone Wars in February. That's 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 the that's the priority.
1: Got it. So, I think we can do yeah. it. So, we can also like yeah. do like a slam, uh, slam fest, to just go through it.
0: So just to tease it, uh, Kindred, Crawler Commandos, and Rebel Assault are the next three episodes, and we get way m- uh, more awesome Sabine and Ezra doing you know Rebel stuff in addition to the Jedi stuff, um, and then we get Jedi Knight in Doom. Um, uh, you know, which is all about Kanan. And then we get Wolves and Door, episode 12, and A World Between Worlds, episode 13. Um, and, I'm sorry, there's 16 total episodes. And then ends with A Fool's Hope and Family Reunion and Farewell, part 1 and 2. Sammy, I want to point out (coughs) that in the final season, the last... Wait, hold on. Every episode of season 4... Other than three was written and/or directed by Dave Filoni, which was not the case of the other seasons. I just want to point that out. This was his vision. This was always his vision. It's brilliant.
1: It really is. It I don't really know what is. he's. Do-
0: I don't know what he's doing with his new writing style with the Mandalorian, but hopefully we start. It starts getting more Star Wars rebelly in live action on the Mandalorian
1: it's 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 pretty awesome uh i i really think the channel is going to do really well as a whole and i can't imagine <laughs> yeah. it not doing well no, yeah, exactly. but uh i think i like i said i think i think no matter what i think the casual star wars fan is going to really enjoy some of the opportunities they have now on this uh on 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 disney plus because they they wouldn't have gotten back into it is what i'm thinking uh, if not if not for Disney plus and so it's just going to build it more and more and more
0: absolutely man absolutely um and uh i i really did want to uh, uh, say that i i'm i'm kind of surprised we haven't heard news about a solo kira mall thing at this point but it might just be like the obi-wan thing where they're working behind the scenes because we know there's something happening people love the characters too much ultimately
1: yeah and they left it on such like a weird uh note you know what i mean uh that yeah, like Kira's was just like darth
0: maul sidekick movie over
1: yeah, it's like, well, huh, huh? why would you? Why would you do that? Why would you just do that? And I, and I, like, dude, why would you do that? <laughs> so yeah, it's got to come out at some point, or maybe they just threw it up there. That fuck it, maybe it'll be uh, just a, a Disney movie that they just make, you know, like casually the way Netflix makes movies. Who knows?
0: So, my final thought is um, that, speaking of the cowboy genre, and I do love great cowboy movies, but when it's not amazing, and and they're aping from it, like in Mandalorian, so-so results in my brain, at least so far. Uh, Geralt of Rivia in The Witcher is very much a cowboy figure. And they're doing the smart thing in Netflix, man, which is, you know, in the books, it's all, you know, various British, you know, Scottish, European accents. Now, in the video game, Geralt and all the Witchers have, like, cowboy sort of accents when everyone else in the game has like either a deep eastern european accent or a british accent now they give dandelion like a nerd like a awkward american accent in the game is the only bad choice he has to be you know being pretentious talk trying to talk high english all the time you know and his prissiness and so they're gonna keep that but they're having henry cavill mostly do the cowboy american voice cause fuck it you know it's the witcher like there's gonna be black characters and indian characters who are white in the books Like it's t- 2020 right I mean people just have to get over it So if you see Tia right, make- If you see T.S. Sirkar in live action as Sabine Get the fuck over it Especially because all the voices are Indian people In Rebel sorry
1: Yeah the reality is you can't make um, Harriet Tubman and Julia Roberts But you know, yep. most you can you can kind of do the other way around for most everything else. <laughs> well,
0: again, to me, the most egregious thing was the casting of Emma Watson. They should have had a fat, ugly chick instead. <laughs> well,
1: they just should have made her look a little <laughs> less fortunate. Look, let
0: right. Like- let's let's hide uh, Emma Watson's beauty. Yeah, G- great strategy, me You'd be you'd be fired immediately from the studio.
1: Well, I mean, you know, she's. Not supposed to be pretty. That's the that's the thing. So. Well, I
0: think the problem was was is that Radcliffe and Emma Watson both became more attractive more quickly than I think they expected. I think they thought they would get a couple more awkward movie kid movies or any awkward kid movies. But Alfonso Cuaron immediately turns thirteen year old Radcliffe and Watson into badass awesome defending themselves, you know, like, t- cool teens, you know? And so you don't get that. I-, I think maybe that they were banking on some, you know, awkward phase for them, but they never really had it.
1: Yeah, it didn't happen. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, happen. and really
0: quick to tie it together, my final thought on, on Rebels was, you know, we we, are, we try and guess Sabine's age, you know, and, and it's kind of a cool thing because normally, you know, your, your Jedi characters are between 15 and 19, Uh, You know, in Star Wars, and everyone else is like, you know, in their 40s or 50s, good guys and bad guys. Um, It's kind of, you know, Sabine leaving her family and going on the run and being mentored and taken in as family by Kanan and and Hera, dude, I I think is one of the awesomest, uh, you know, parts of the series because... I, you know Ezra uh, he does get tempted by the dark side a couple times but Ezra is a good-hearted kid almost like 30 minutes into the premiere he's already wanting to like save the Wookiees and give his life up to save people like Ezra like is like almost like Rey um and, 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 whereas Sabine really has to go through a maturation process in the series w- which I love so that's my final thought I'll give you final thought
1: um I just I I, I I really hope The Mandalorian gets better.
0: (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. That's my
1: final thought. I really really hope it does.
0: Well, look, we got all these other great shows, and we're getting Clone Wars. So, you know, but after that... Clone Clone
1: Wars! Clone Wars is going to be amazing. I mean, I've been waiting for that for a while. So that that's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, I think Mandalorian is getting all the huge numbers of fans that they expected. I think Clone Wars is going to get way more watchers th- than maybe they expect. Yeah,
1: no, I think it's going to be pretty good. I, I think it's going to be really because good. Because it I mean, is going
0: to be Clone Wars, but because it's Ahsoka and Maul and a small number of troopers and Night Sisters and stuff, it's going to feel more like Rebels. It's animated more like Rebels, you know? It's going to have some epic battle stuff, but it's, it's you know, Filoni is, is, is now more in sort of adult, um, mature uh, uh, Rebels mode, I, I think, than, you know, just robots fighting Jedi over and over again. Uh, sorry, uh, robots fighting clones over and over again.
1: No, that's a good point that's a good point well this is fun dude uh, i'm looking forward to finishing up this uh this series and and you know we'll probably have to do the mandalorian we'll probably have to do episode one
0: yeah we'll see we'll see i i i you know i, I look back on all of the movies i've done certainly uh, i've done very l- a few tv shows i mean you know i've done jessica jones daredevil th- this clone wars um some a little bit of breaking bad you know a little bit of viking some other shows i'm very picky with tv in particular but even movies i tried to do movies like um you know some of the sort of middle like thor ragnarok like i tried to do thor ragnarok i just couldn't even get through i just I, my heart wasn't in it um so but hopefully my heart I will agree. get in Mandalorian. we agree we agree it looks like an upward trajectory we hope it gets better Thor Ragnarok is not like a good movie. We agree on I everything. Mean, Honestly, we agree on everything. It's it's a
1: fun movie. Like I See, here's the thing. You get uh
0: Uh, mad's not the word you get like no i just i just clean i just wipe my hands of it i say i'm never watching the movie again it's not terrible i'm not mad i don't hate it i just erase it from my life you know or or don't let it back into my life you know it's like when i decided to leave game of thrones like i was very sad to leave peter dinklage lena heady and uh, uh, Amelia clark um and so forth but I, i made the decision to leave Right. In right. fact, with all of our binging, here's my, uh, my high horse, Sammy. you got me here, with all the movies and all the television and everything that people watch, people need to give themselves permission to not watch things, even if other people say they gr- they're great, or even if they're a fan of other things, like if they're a Star Wars fan but they don't like something, don't feel pressure to watch that thing because of loyalty or because everyone's doing it. Give yourself permission to not watch a thing. Sammy.
1: Yeah, there are so many shows out there, like, you can be you, like, which I think is the very core of, like, what millennials are, and this this whole other generation that I don't even know what they are. But, like, you know, you can really be you, so be you, enjoy what you want, but it's okay to say you don't like certain things, because, like I said, like, there's there's all these different things for all different people. She likes
0: me for me. Uh, Not because. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true, right? I mean, you know. I mean, you you've got a wonderful wife. At some point, you're like, I'm gonna stop fronting and just be myself, because you know, because I can't fake, know, I can't fake it for 60 years.
1: You know, I learned that. Uh, I don't know. Date whatever girl number or whatever like at some point I was like date one with my wife I was like this is uh, how I am <laughs> and like no, not holding back anything and that was the best policy I think Like you can't you can't let your representative come in and and then six months later become this other person. Like you got to you got to at some level understand who you are and then, you know, represent that person in in the sales process uh, as honest as you could. You know, otherwise you're going to get in trouble. That's that's what I find.
0: As someone who's not in a long-term relationship and hasn't been for a number of years, um, but hopes to be at some point, um, if it's right, I think the the, the key to a long-term relationship is that you're not only okay with the other person making fun of you, but you like it. And you know you 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 can and enjoy making fun of one another as a big part of your relationship and sh- shared sense of humor. I mean, shared sense of humor. I think what you would agree in general is is the key.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You need to laugh at absolutely. the same things.
0: If you don't laugh at the same things, it's a problem.
1: Full disclosure: I just started *Inglorious Bastards*.